That's something to shout about. <laughs> Amen. Thank the Lord for that. Something else to shout about. It's Carter's birthday today. He's big 15 years old today. Yeah. Spent his day yesterday cleaning air conditioners so it'd be cool in here for you today. Somebody ought to thank him for that. All right. Happy birthday, Carter. All right. <laughs> I want to look at today uh, scripture that we are all familiar with. Most of the time it is, many times it's today's times that we live, it's only preached about once a year. But um, the reality of it is, is um, Pentecost is, is not just an event, it's a life, a way of living, amen? And so I want to explore that on this morning and just speak to you, um, perhaps some prophetically release some things into the atmosphere today that um, may not necessarily be so at the moment, but I believe that we can speak and our words have power, they have life. They have, they, we, the Bible teaches us that we form our world by our words. Amen? Praise God. So it's, that's the reason why you can't be, uh, you got to watch what you say. You can't be just running off at the mouth because you're producing your future. Amen? You, uh, you speak in uh, doubt, fear, negative thoughts and like I grew up with sayings like a day late and you heard it too, ain't you? And a dollar short, I can't win for losing. And all of the time not knowing that we were predicting, we were prophesying over our future days. And so we stayed in the routine, in the cycle of less than with a poverty mindset with a losing mindset and that's not the plan of God amen you may be a dollar short but it don't mean you have to be tomorrow amen you may have lost a fight but you don't have to lose the battle and so I want to talk to you today out of that, out of Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Somebody say fully come. They were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided or as King James says, cloven tongues of fire, and it sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout, uh, Jew, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Amen. I just want to talk to you today about Pentecost. There are three feasts that God told Israel that you are to keep. There's three times a year that they would come together. And the first one was Passover. Passover, it was when they came out of Egypt and they took a spotless lamb and they took the blood of that lamb and they put it over the door of their house and God said, when I see the blood, that I will pass over you. Amen. That I see the blood, I will pass. There is an anointing that can come upon your life that the destroyer cannot come into your house. Amen. Even every so often, you, you have to go back and remind yourself that you are not where you are because you, you 
of what you did, but you are where you are because of what he did for you. He stood at the door and said that you cannot have their kids. He, he stood at the door and said that this is my family. He said, you can't have their finances. You can't have their mind. You can't have their life because I'm standing at the door. They're covered by the blood of Jesus. Is anybody happy about that today? To be covered by the blood of Jesus. Then 50 days after resurrection, there was a, what was known as after Passover, there comes Pentecost. And then after Pentecost, there is tabernacles or a feast of ingathering. Today, I want to look at this feast of Pentecost. The Bible said when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Every so often, there, there's, there's, there has to, something has to come to shift some things. Every so often, you come to a place in your life where that you say, something has to give. Something has to change. You come to a point where something has to move. It, it cannot continue to be the same way that it is. And often, we talk about the difference between heaven's time and earth's time because we have calendars and God has seasons or he, he governs seasons and every so often heaven's time and earth's time become the same time. Most of the time we have to align ourselves with the timing of heaven because we are living in the earth and we we have to reorganize what we're doing and pay attention to what is happening in the spirit. And every so often, heaven and earth, because time comes into alignment and it is known as the fullness of time. The fullness of time. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of woman and born under the law. In the fullness of time, Pentecost came when it, when it was fully prepared, when it was fully ready. Amen. Jesus has raised from the dead. He stays around for 40 days. And just before Pentecost, Jesus told them that I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And he said, whenever I do, you shall receive power. Somebody say power. I'm glad to be a part of a church with power. Amen. There comes a moment, the moment when heaven's timing and earth's timing come together. And after all these centuries of celebrating Pentecost, they had no idea what was about to happen. Because on the day of Pentecost, heaven's purpose and earth's purpose came together on the calendar of the same day. And someone needs to know that what you've been going through in the natural is preparing you for what God is about to do in the spirit. Amen. It doesn't make sense until it happens. You don't understand what's going on in the natural until the spiritual thing happens. And then you get a ha-ha moment. Uh-huh, that's the reason that I've been going through this. That's the reason God has been preparing me for this moment, this Kairos moment, amen, that I am about to walk into. And so he says, I'm going to release power into your life. And in the this power is greater than military power. This power is greater than political power. This power is greater than social power. Amen. This power that God is releasing upon the earth. He says this power is going to be available. That Jesus is going to send his Holy Spirit. Amen. And if we ever get a revelation of the power that is available to us as believers, as people of God, it, it will never live life the same again. Because this power will change 
change everything that's connected to your life. When you receive this power, everything in your life has to shift and has to move and has to begin to work according to the working of God. Because you see, God is doing something not natural but supernatural. Amen. The human mind is amazing power. The human mind is, is creative. It is, it, is, it is amazing what a mind can think and a mind can do. It has creative power. But, but I also have to tell you that, that your mind can play tricks on you. Your mind can talk you into some dark places. Got any real folks here today? Your mind has to be renewed. But it can take you places. It can cause you to imagine the worst case scenarios and cause you to fear, to fret, and lose days of, or nights of sleep, day in and day out of worry and frustration over something that never happens. You know, I don't know how they do these studies, but there's a study done that says that 90% of the things that we worry about never come to pass. Think about that. Your mind is the greatest power, but yet it can play tricks on you. Can make you believe things that aren't true. Huh? Make you think things. I, I told Renee last week, it's amazing to me. I, we, we was having this discussion. I said, it's amazing to me how people think they know what you're thinking. And they don't even know what they're thinking. Amen. I don't know what you're thinking unless you tell me what you're thinking. I can assume, but I don't know. But my mind can play tricks on me. Come on, somebody. You see, your heart can be deceived. Just because something is in your heart doesn't mean it's good. Has anyone ever extended their heart to someone only for them to crush it, to break it. And whenever you draw it back, all you have is a broken heart. Have you ever felt so strongly about something and you thought that, that you, your mind got together with your heart and you thought that you felt so strongly about this in your heart, you thought this is the way it's got to be, this is the way it should be, only for you to get down the road a bit and say, thank God you didn't answer that prayer. Because we think we know, our heart can tell us a thing, but, but David said the heart is most deceitful, who can know it? Huh? Huh? But you see, there is the power of the mind that is great. There is the power of the heart that is strong. But the power that I'm talking about today is not the power of the mind. Neither is it the power of the heart. But it is the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that the Bible says lives on the inside of you and shall quicken these mortal bodies. Glory to God. Amen. This same spirit, this isn't a cousin. This isn't a lesser than. This isn't a similar, but the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead now lives in you that is able to quicken this mortal bodies. Glory to God. Amen. I want to tell you today that that power lives on the inside of us then we're living awful pitiful. Come on, somebody. I said we're living awful pitiful if that same spirit that lived on the inside of Jesus that raised him up from the dead. Amen. And we find ourselves in a place where that we can't overcome the thoughts of our mind. 
where we can't overcome the intents of our heart, that we can't overcome the frustration, the fear, the worry, the anxiety. But I want to tell you today that if that same spirit really lives on the inside of us, then death itself cannot hold us down. Glory to God. Everything connected to us when that spirit comes to live on the inside of us because it, it, it cannot be limited, but it has to shift everything in our life because it cannot be limited to your mind. It cannot lim be limited in your heart, but because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you believe that, give the Lord some kind of praise right here today. You see, that there, there's a few things, and I'm going to be real short today, but I, I, I just want to share with you what's in my heart. Because there's a few things that, that, that Pentecost does that we need to understand. And I believe that one of the things that Pentecost does is there is an anointing that comes suddenly upon a generation. Amen. I don't know how, how to say it because when you look at the landscape of our nation, you, you don't see it. When you listen to the news, there is no evidence that you can point to. There's no proof that says this is going to happen. But all I can tell you is it doesn't come out of my mind, it doesn't come out of my heart, but it comes out of the deepness of my spirit that I feel strongly that God is going to do a thing and when he does it, it's going to come in the fullness of time and suddenly a generation is going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, this generation is in desperate need of churches that has some power. Amen. I'm going to say it again. This generation is in desperate need of churches that have power. Need churches that are not afraid to cast out demons. Need churches that are know to that how to break addiction and break the strongholds of hell off of people's life. Know the power to break down the spirit of division and speak a spirit of unity and life to his body and to his kingdom. It's going to take more than just a cute message and a happy little song, but it's going to take some power to overcome the works of the enemy that have been released upon our nation and upon this generation we aren't going to be able to hold hands and sing kumbaya and sing a cute little song thank God for the psalmist thank God for a new song thank God amen for everyone that will stand behind the pulpit and preach the gospel of the kingdom and say it is nigh unto us but I want to tell you there is a false gospel being preached today that tells people that all you have to do is pray a prayer come to a building somewhere and live your life the rest of the life just adding Jesus to your junk but the devil is a liar God paid far too great a price for you to live in bondage he paid far too great a price for you to live a life of normalcy in this world he calls you to be greater than he raised you up and seated you in heavenly places he gave you a name which is above every name that when you speak in that name all hell comes to attention because of the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ and he has given us that power and authority today amen so you'll have to forgive me because I grew up in a church where they talked about power I grew up in a church where they laid hands on the sick and they believed God they will recover. Amen. They spent time in the altar. I don't know where that got gone. But they spent time in the altar praying and seeking the face of God. It wasn't unusual to come into the service and prior to service, people be around the altar crying out to God for their lost loved ones. 
It would not be unusual for people to walk the aisle during worship service and come and lay out before God and cry out to God in that moment and ask God for divine direction and wisdom and for his power to be revealed in their life. Amen. It was not unusual for people to get saved at any given time in the service because they knew that the altar was the place of meeting with God, the power of God, the presence of God. And so they would find themselves at the altar seeking the face of God. You see, that's what I grew up on. That's what I know. I know it's old fashioned. I know it's out of date, but I'm telling you, it'll still work, baby. Whenever we go to the altars of God and we seek his face the power of God is still the same what did he say I'm the same yesterday today and forever I change not I'm the alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last and everything in between and so all we need to know today is he's still God the political system may change government may change laws may change people may change but he He's still the same and he will touch us wherever we are. Amen. See, there's there's a time that that there's a time that that we have to understand there's some things that our mind can't do for us. There's some things that our heart can't do. Thank God for doctors, but there's some things medication can't do. Thank God for counselors. That's part of the Holy Spirit's job. He counsels. And we thank God for wonderful counselors. But there comes a time in our lives at some points in some places that none of those things can help us. We have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to move forward. Amen. Sometimes only the power of God can turn a thing around. I wish I had some church folk up in here. Amen. There's some things that when the church comes together, we've got to have some power. Amen. The Bible said these things Jesus began to do and to teach. He began to do them and to teach them until he went to heaven. But after that, the Bible said by the Holy Ghost, through his apostles, they continued on the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Before this day fully come, the Spirit would come upon people and cause them to do extraordinary things. The Spirit of the Lord would come upon Samson and he would slay a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. The Spirit of the Lord would come upon David and he would kill a lion and a bear. The Spirit of the Lord would come upon Moses. It would come upon Joshua. It would come upon Ruth and Deborah. And they would become extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. But the Spirit did not dwell with them. It only came upon them. And they became special people. But God said in this last day, which we know that we are in the last day, he said in this last day that I'm going to send my Holy Spirit and it's not going to be only on you, but it is going to be in you. And he wanted everyone to be a special person. Come on, somebody. He wanted everyone to be a special person. There is a power that can be pulled into a place that has such power that people live lives that, 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 that have, like they've never lived it before because of the power of Christ that lives on the inside of them. Most of the time, we think that we're ready for something before we're actually ready for it. Amen. But when the fullness of time has come, you can't stop something when the fullness of time has come. Huh? I mean, whenever a lady is about ready to have a baby, you can do some things to cause it to come early. 
right? You can induce their labor and say, we're going to have a baby today, right? But when the fullness of time has come and the water breaks, that baby is coming. You might have wished that it would have been born two days later so it had been on your birthday. But the reality of it is when the fullness of that time has come, that baby is coming into the world. And I want to say to you today, when the fullness of time has come, there are some things that we feel like, God, where are you? We're ready for this. We want this. This is the now time. This is the now season. But when the fullness of time has come, Amen. There's some people here today that you've never been more ready than you are right now for the fullness of time. That, that, that you're ready for things to change. You're ready for things to be different. You're ready for the fullness to come into your life. That, that you, you, when you come into this season, when you come into this moment, you know that you're depending fully upon the Lordship of Jesus Christ and saying, God, I am completely fully. And when the heaven time and the earth time, the Kairos moment takes place, we, it comes together. And when at the fullness of time, Time has come. Nothing in hell can stop the fullness of time from coming to pass. It didn't say when the day of Pentecost got close. It didn't say when the day of Pentecost was nearly here. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. Amen. If you've been through so too much and you've overcame too much and you, you could have given up a long time ago and no one would have ever blamed you, but you're still here today giving God praise, giving him glory, giving him the fruit of your lips. It's because that there is a fullness of time that is coming in your life. Amen. How do you know when the fullness of time has come? They got in an upper room. The Bible said they were all in one accord. Amen. Whenever the fullness of time has come, and I just want to release this and you'll have to catch it uh, in the spirit. But when the fullness of time had come, you'll know it because God will put you in the right rooms. God will put you in the right room. Some people have been kept out of the room. Some doors have been locked. Some people didn't want you in. But God has a way of putting you in the right room at the right time. Amen. You'd be amazed what, what being in the right room at the right time will do for you. Some things are held off until you get your foot in the right room. In the right place and when you get your foot in the right room things start moving and lining up and shifting and and preparing for you because you could not have fulfilled everything that God had for you in the room you were in but now you're in the right room with the right people at the right time and God can open doors for you huh he can open doors for you. He can give you direction. He can give you purpose. He can give you favor because you're in the right room. When God get, is getting ready to do something great in your life, he always puts you in a different room. He puts you in a different place. Because you're limited to what you have access to. You're limited to what you have exposure to until the day is the fullness has come. But when the day of fullness has come and you step into this new room, this upper room, this, this, this room that is escalated, this room that has taken you to another level, to another place, and now you're in there with people that are in a one mind and one accord. Praise God, I'm telling you that something began to happen that had never happened in their life before because they had gone in 
into a room they had never been in before. Hallelujah. You see, God told his disciples, I'm going to put you in an elevated room. Amen. You're about to get upgraded on your room. Have you ever had an upgrade? I've been in a hotels before and, and they, they would say, Mr. Matthews, we're going to upgrade your room. I felt like the Jeffersons moving on up. <laughs> Amen. Going to upgrade your room. Now I paid the basic price, but for whatever reason, I found favor and I got in an elevated room. I got in a bigger room. I got in a nicer room without paying anything else. Come on, somebody. And the Holy Spirit wants you to know that it isn't going to cost you any more. You just got to be faithful in what you're doing. Amen. And in your faithfulness of being obedient and giving your time, your talent, your treasure, being faithful to his kingdom and faithful to his work, it's his good pleasure to give gifts unto his children. Hallelujah. And he's going to elevate us. And when he elevates us, he takes us into a room that we have never stepped into before. Amen. Who's ready for a new room here today? Now watch this. This room will connect you to power relationships. <laughs> this room will connect you to power relationships. In the upper room, they came from different places and different backgrounds, but they were all in one accord. Amen. You can't do nothing with anybody or any people if they're not in one accord. If there's not a spirit of unity, then there's not a commanded blessing. Huh? It's got to be one accord, one vision, one focus. Leave your thoughts, leave your heart outside the door because this is a miracle moment. This is a supernatural moment. It's not about what I think about the scripture. It's not what I think on my heart because my heart can lead me astray. My mind can make me think things that are not true. But now I'm walking into a room filled with spiritual things, spiritual opportunities. The power of God is here. So I've got to put my differences aside and I've got to say, God, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on the spirit. I'm going to focus on the things that are pure, holy, honest, of virtue, and of good report. Think upon these things. And I'm going to focus on you, God. And in that place, God is going to bring about a spirit of unity. And where there is unity, anything is possible. Amen. Where there is unity, sick bodies are healed. Where there is unity, amen, broken hearts get mended where there is unity our minds are renewed by the reading of the word where there is unity we begin to take cities nations and the world where there is unity amen we can speak the word and the word will come to pass why because we have come into a place where the commanded blessing is and where the commanded blessing of unity is God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you're able to ask or even think because the power is working in you. Amen. You can't get anything done with people who won't get into one accord. But nothing is impossible when we come into unity. You can't get where you're going unless you get around some people who know some stuff. How many has lived long enough to realize that your vision, your purpose, your dream, it cannot be fulfilled in you alone? But God created you in such a way that you would have to have other people. Because he never created us to be alone. If God created us to be alone, there would never be any women that in a minute 
looked at Adam and said, hmm, it's going to be an ugly world with all them men. They ain't going to never talk to nobody. He said, and it's not good for man to be alone. So he created woman. Hallelujah. Amen. So we wouldn't have to be alone. Our helpmate. One that doesn't walk behind us or ahead of us, but beside of us. Unity. Oneness of heart, oneness of vision, oneness of mind. And when that happens, we can conquer anything. Huh? Amen. So he said, it's, it's not good for you to be alone. You've got to get around some people. If you're the smartest person that, that you know, you need to get some new friends. Amen. You've got to get around some people that know some stuff. It's the story of Elizabeth and Mary. Right? You've heard me say this before, but it's the, it's the Elizabeth and the Mary situation. Uh, Elizabeth is, is with, uh, you know, child six months before Mary, but Ma- Elizabeth's in another generation. She'd been trying all her life to get pregnant, and Mary just, whoop, there, what happened here? Huh? She gets with ease what Elizabeth's been trying to get with work. But Elizabeth knows some things. She's ahead of Mary in this pregnancy process. And, and, and the Lord tells, tells Mary, you need to connect with somebody in a generation that is before you that knows some things that you don't know. Because Mary, there's nobody in your, your peer group. There's nobody in your generation. There's no other 12, 15-year-old girl about ready to give birth to the Son of God. So you got to get up with an Elizabeth that is your elder in another generation that has been there, done that, knows some things, and she's going to help you to be able to overcome some obstacles in your life. That's the power of having a mentor. Amen. The power of having someone speak into your life. Somebody can speak into your life and if you will give them and they give you words of wisdom, they can tell you in 30 minutes and and save you 30 years of battling. Amen. You got to get around some people that know some stuff. Amen. And these people in this upper room, they've been through some stuff. When you look at the people that was in this upper room, they've been through some difficult things. They had been through some situations. And I'm telling you today that I believe that in this season that God is going to give power relationships that are going to empower you to be all, do all, and accomplish all that God has called you to be. Amen. Because in that room that you've been in, you have to deal with a lot of people that have a lot of drama. You know, you just need to tell them, save your drama for your mama. Ain't no drama. Put no drama signs up. We don't do drama here. But you deal with all kinds of people. You deal with drama. You deal with relationships, amen, that, that, that are not encouraging but discouraging. But, but God is going to connect us with power relationships that knows how to encourage you and not discourage you. Knows how to pray you through. That knows that, that, know the, that the power of God that works on the inside of you is alive and well and knows how to activate. Have you ever got around certain people and they just activate the spirit in you? They activate the power of God in you. They stir up that gift. Paul said, if you need spiritual uh, language for it, Paul said, I lay my hands upon young Timothy and I say, stir up the gift of God that is in you. There are some times that God can just put us around certain people that stirs up the gift. It activates the gift of God that is in us. 
That's what we need. We need people that know how to pray us through, people that know how to encourage us as someone that knows more about God than you know about God so that when they speak into your life, they're encouraging you in the Lord, their God. Amen. This is another thing that I've seen here. This, and you have to get this. This, this room... In this room, in this Pentecost room, there are no Judases. Maybe that ain't for nobody but me, but I'm going to shout all night over that. In this room of Pentecost, when you step into Pentecost, there are no Judases. The last time they met, they met in a room and they had the last supper and Judas was playing his game. Judas was weaving his web. Judas was working his work. Judas was, was, was trying to stab Jesus in the back. But in this room, there are no Judases. There's just power relationships. Amen. There comes a time when you come into a room and you're free from the Judases. You're free from the betrayal. You're free from the assignment of the enemy. You're free from the witchcraft working against the people of God. You're free from the curse, amen, a, a word curses that have been spoken against you. You're free from the assignments of hell that have been working. The evil work words of the enemy have no life in the room where the power of the Holy Spirit is and amen and you're loose and you're free to be all do all and accomplish all that God has called you to be when we come in here we don't just come to see each other I mean I'm glad you're here I'm glad to see you I'm happy to see you, but that's not the sole purpose for being here. That's not the priority of being here. Amen. Amen. But we come here to be in one place and one mind and one accord. We have to be in the same mind because just coming to the same place doesn't cut it. Amen. Just coming to the same place doesn't make it something supernatural happen. But when we come to the same place and we're in one mind and one accord, amen, we, don't, we didn't come here today because we were bored. We didn't come here today because we had some free time. We didn't come here today just because it is a spiritual, a market off of our spiritual calendar and say we went to church this Sunday. No, we came here because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God amen I want to tell you today we're here for a spiritual assignment for a spiritual purpose and when we step into this room of Pentecost we ought to be in unity so that the Judas has to go so that the problems of our mind and our heart are dispelled and the fullness of the power of his spirit is revealed in our lives amen Now get this, you know the fullness of time has come when the sound changes. When the sound changes. Nudge your neighbor and tell him, has the sound changed? Has the sound changed? When the sound, when the fullness of time, the sound changes. They were hearing the utterances of men until the fullness of time had come. And when the fullness of time had come, there was a sound that changed. You know all the noise you're hearing, all the chattering. How I many know that the Bible doesn't, doesn't say that we are to sit in heavenly places with chickens? It doesn't say we're to soar like a chicken. Because a chicken don't soar. Amen. Chickens are annoying. 
They're good for eating, but they're annoying. I grew up on a farm. And you go out there. Who wants to hear that all day? Don't ever change. Well, it does. Most of the time, it's just chatter, chatter, chatter. Cluck, cluck, cluck. Right? And a lot of time, we spend our lives in the clucking instead of the soaring. Amen. The noise that is ringing in your ears, the noise of doubt, the voice of fear, the voice of unbelief, huh? the noise of gossip and lies and division, and then sounds of the enemy telling you, you can't do that. Who do you think you are trying to do this, trying to do, who do you think you are? Cluck, 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 cluck. The voice never changes. The sound never changes. It's just a constant repetitive lie. It's a constant repetitive telling you you cannot, you'll never be able to. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to happen. Amen. And then voices keep coming in your ears. Amen. Have you ever believed something for God's, from God's word and all you heard was chickens? You never heard the, 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 the angelic voice of an eagle squall. You just hear the voice of the chickens until the fullness of time comes. All they were hearing was the negative. All they was hearing was the mocking. All they was hearing was the ridicule. All they was hearing was the gossip all over the streets. How many know they, 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 they I, you know, I'm just Matthew's translation, but they were there and, and they were probably saying, there's a new occult in town. They're all locked up up there in the upper room and they won't let nobody leave. You know how it gets. They're strange. They ain't even come out to eat. Something's going on over there. Don't you go over there. I can hear it now. Because people don't change. (laughs) It's always the same. And those voices and those sounds were there until the fullness of time come. But when the fullness of time come, the sound changed. Because it did not come out of a man's heart. It did not come out of a man's intellect. But the sound came from heaven. Come on somebody. I said the sound came from heaven. And that sound that came out of heaven. It came in rushing in. Amen. You hear the heaven's promises. You hear the prophetic potential of your life. You hear the yes and the amen of God. You hear heaven's worship as angelic angels are singing around the throne, crying, holy, 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 worthy is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. Amen. There is a sudden shift in our mind. There is a sudden shift in what we hear and I'm telling you it really does matter what you hear because what you hear will begin to determine what you think and what you think as a man thinketh in his heart so is he and when you think it in your mind and in your heart you'll begin to speak it with your mouth and when you speak it with your mouth you'll begin to frame your world that's the reason why you've got to put yourself around worshipers that's the reason why you can't be with Debbie Downer amen and sister bucket mouth all the time you've got to get yourself around some people with a power connection that'll speak life into you that'll speak truth into you that'll speak the promise 
promises of God and the worship of heaven so that what comes out of your mouth is I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world that no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper a thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand in my right hand but it will not come nigh unto me because the greater one lives on the inside of my life and we speak prophetically from that place and say God's work will be fulfilled in me if you believe it give him a praise today in the suddenly season will come in the fullness of time the suddenly seasons will come in the fullness of time can I tell you today that the slowly seasons seem to proceed the suddenly seasons seeming like you can't get nowhere no answer to prayer, no direction. Nothing's moving, nothing's changing, nothing's shifting. And even though we're trying to walk it out in faith, slowly season has come, but it is an indicator that a suddenly season is about to come. Amen. And I want to release into the atmosphere today that there's a suddenly season that is coming to the body of Christ. Amen. I, I'm telling you, you can't see it with your eyes. You can't hear it with your ears. But if you listen and tune into your spirit, there is a shift that is coming and it's coming suddenly. And what used to take 10 years will take a year. What used to take a year will take a month. What took a month will take a day. This power creates open heavens. <laughs> Glory to God. I said, this power creates open heavens. When you walk into this room of Pentecost and you, and you begin to live in the upper room, when you live in this elevated place, when you live in this place where there are no Judases, where you live in this place where the sound changes, there, it creates suddenly seasons because the sound came from heaven and it was a sound that blew into their lives. Notice that it says it was a rushing, mighty wind. Not a cool breeze. Not a nice little flow. But a rushing, mighty wind. Rushing. There's some things you can't do nothing with. Wind, rain, and fire. And when the wind begins to blow, you can't do anything to slow it down. When the rain comes, there's no way of stopping it. When the fire comes, it can burn at will and, 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 and you cannot stop it. Amen? But I want to tell you that when the wind blows, there's a rushing mighty wind. It began to blow stuff out of their life that they didn't need. Amen. It would blow in such proportion that it would blow things off of their mind. It would blow things off of their life. It would cause their thought life and their attitude to begin to change. Why? Because it was not just a little blowing. It was not just a little breath. But it was a rushing mighty wind that shifted everything. You see, this modern-day church has lost the rushing of God. They've lost the suddenly of God. Amen. They have lost the understanding that sometimes it doesn't come in a nice little package. Sometimes God doesn't just uh, set, up, set it up in an upper room and, and, and just sit there and say, oh, this is a nice little place. No, sometimes he comes to an upper room and he starts blowing stuff around. He begins to baptize people in the Holy Spirit. He begins to deliver people and heal people and set people free. Amen. I'm looking for the rushing of God 
I said, I'm looking for the rushing of God. I'm looking. I want the rushing of God. I don't want a cute little something. I want the rushing of his wind and rushing of his spirit. Amen. That cannot be controlled. That cannot be manipulated. It's, I'm tired of the parades of the flesh and the parades of men and what men can do. God, I want the rushing of your spirit to come again into your people and blow out of me everything that's unlike you and breathe on me your power, your anointing, your purpose, your calling, everything that you call us to be. God, we want the rushing of your spirit. Amen. And on the day of Pentecost, He sent the rushing of the Spirit and He gave us the tongues of men and angels. It's praying in the Spirit. It's, it's a prayer language. The, the Holy Spirit is confused sometimes, not so much in this day because nobody even wants to talk about it, but the Holy Spirit is not so much the individual gift of the Holy Spirit is not for, for the public place. Now there is a gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. It is not for me to say I've got the Holy Ghost and show everybody here that I have the Holy Ghost so that I, I think that I'm super special in you or that. Amen. Corinth got all mixed up on that and Paul went in and he said, I speak in tongues more than y'all and you need to sit down and shut up. Amen? Now that's Matthew's translation. He was a little nicer than that, but that's what he told them because they got out of order, right? But there is the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. He places on the inside of us is for a prayer language that we can pray... <laughs> It lines us up with the perfect will of God. Because remember, our mind can play games on us. Our heart can be most wicked. Who shall know it? But when we're praying in the Spirit, we're always in a line with the will of God. Huh? And so I'm praying. And, and the prayer, the language comes. And sometimes when you're praying, you don't know how to, how to vocalize it. How to how say, it. say it. Sometimes your mind and your heart are put together. intent is for your life amen now I know that we've believed a lie I say we because we're part of the Pentecostal church we believe the lie that people get weirded out by Holy Spirit now today in the modern day church you can't lay hands on the sick and see them recover you can't cast out devils and uh, God forbid the power of God become greater than the power of you and, and you may crumble or fall under the power of God because that's just weird. Amen? This Methodist church is quiet today. I'm not about the manifestation. It doesn't matter. But this is what I do know. That when the power of a Christ comes on you, the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, it is possible for it to be so intense and strong that it is greater than you are able to stand. Amen. And I'm not about it saying, well, people, they didn't get it because they didn't fall out or whatever. I was praying, and just this is a little humorous, but it is true. You can't make this stuff up. I was in a revival one day and I was preaching and and at the altar service, God was moving in a powerful way and many people were falling out under the power of God. And, and I came to this one lady and she was crying her eyes out. And I said, what's wrong, honey? She said, I'm afraid I won't go down. I said, well, just lay down then. It's amazing how our minds, we get all this stuff conjured up in our minds about what is spiritual and what isn't. Huh? Come on. It's about getting in the presence of God, one mind and one accord, and yielding to his lordship. 
and saying, God, it isn't even about the tongues. It isn't about this or that. I just want all that you have for me. Amen. I just want the fullness of your power. Glory to God. Now, when the power of God comes, you'll get the little prayer language. Amen. That's just how it happens. Some people today say, well, that don't, don't happen that way. You cannot prove that by Scripture. Everywhere that people received the gift of the Holy Ghost, they always spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Every single time. Amen. People say, well, that just, that's just weird. That's just weird. Well, let me tell you what else is weird. If you're a Christian, you believe that Jesus died on a cross... They put him in a tomb, and in three days he got up. That's weird. Amen. Let me tell you, tell me, tell you what you believe. You, you believe, amen, that, that one day that you are going to die and that you're going to go to heaven, to a heaven that you've never seen, a heaven to a God that you've never seen, to a, you believe in a Jesus that you've never seen. That's weird. Amen. So what's stopping you for just going on over and being a little more weird? Come on, somebody. <laughs> and just believe him for the fullness of his power. Just believe him for the fullness of his spirit. Well, I'm afraid that I won't do this. I'm afraid I won't do that. Let me tell you something. You don't have to be afraid of nothing. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, everything is the working of his spirit. Amen. And we can yield to his lordship and not be afraid. Now, does yielding to his lordship mean that he's going to do everything for us? No. The Holy Spirit is a partnership. Amen. The Holy Spirit is only ever spoken through one person or one thing that didn't have control over it, and that was a donkey. Amen. All, he created mankind with a free choice. So, and, and I know that, that we haven't done, am I running out of time? I'm just trying to pastor a little bit today. I know that we, we, we and, and I say we because this was the way I was raised up. I don't know that it was meant to be this way, but it's the way I thought it is that the power of the Holy Spirit would just come upon you and when he got on you, there weren't nothing you could do about it. It just got on you and, and you just did. Until one day, I read in the scripture for myself, the spirit of a prophet is subject to a prophet. And I come to understand it's determined by me. The Holy Spirit is always flowing. How did John describe the Holy Spirit? Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers, plural, rivers of living water. What is the river, Ohio River doing right now? Flowing. What will it be doing at one o'clock in the morning? What will it be doing at 5 o'clock in the morning? Flowing. Amen. And John describes the Holy Spirit as a river. The river continually flows. It's whenever I come in connection with it and I yield myself to it that the Holy Spirit begins to flow out of me. But it's always flowing. Amen. And I'm telling you today that it's always flowing. It's always available. Glory to God. I said glory to God. It's always available. And all we have to do is yield ourselves, get in that room, get in that place in our spirit and allow the spirit of God to begin to flow through us. And he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. The Holy Spirit will always direct you to pray the direct will of God over your life. God's going to give you the ability to understand the language of angels. To walk with God, to talk with God, to walk out your faith, to speak the life of God, not only in your life, but in others' lives. Amen.
I know that it's, it's, I know that it's not something that goes against maybe what I'm telling you today about this modern day church, but I'm not interested in being modern day church. I'm interested. Somebody asked me the other day, well, it's been about six months ago. They said, what do you think your purpose is? I told them, I said, I can tell you exactly what my purpose is. My mandate upon my life is to restore the power of Pentecost to this generation. I may never be on national TV. I may never have a national platform. But whenever I have an open pulpit, the place that God has called me and the anointing is on my life is not to be... Uh, and I'm not mad at nobody at the devil. I'm not, but I'm not about to be anybody else. I'm going to be me full of the Holy Ghost. And the assignment on my life is to see the supernatural power of God restored to a generation that has never seen the power of God. I don't know how long I have to serve. don't know how long I'll be here. My mind, I'm not going nowhere. But I just want to tell you this. As long as I am pastor here, I refuse to raise up a generation that does not know the power of God. I refuse to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit because that's what quickens us. That's what changes us. That's what causes us to live a victorious life. Amen. Amen. The key to people being delivered and set free, I mean really being delivered and set free from addictions and habits and bondages in their life is the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit will break that addiction off of their life and cause them to live victorious. You see, it's one thing to get free. It's another thing to stay free. And God can set you free in a moment. But if you want to stay free, you got to have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of your life. And I'm not just talking about drugs. I'm talking about whatever the situation is in your life. Whatever habits, whatever mindset, whatever it is in your life that the enemy wages against you and works in you, God can set you free in an instant. But if you want to stay free, live in that room. Live in that upper room. Live in that place of the Spirit. And allow God to free you from the Judases of life. And walk free into his presence and get some power relationships that begin to speak life and not death into you. Speak encouragement and not discouragement into you. And give you the fullness of the measure of his spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. I just want us to worship the Lord together. You may be here today and you say, yes, Lord, this word's for me. I want you to come today. I want you to receive from the word of the Lord this morning.